Hello there, and welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calanchini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children, created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. Now, today's story, which is episode 111, Excusia and the Scarred Jaguar of the Manu National Park, was inspired by Alex. Alex, I want to thank you so much. Alex wrote in and said, Excusia is the name. She gets sucked into a tiny tornado and a sloth can help her. She gets chased by a jaguar named Scardino. So thank you, Alex. I took a lot of your suggestions, took a few liberties, and created this episode. So thanks for using your imagination and thinking up Excusia. And if you want to see the real photos from the Manu National Park, and you want to see the drawing of Excusia, just go to gooptails.com forward slash episode 111. And you can also download a coloring page. Now, in our last episode of Goop Tales, we met Bob Pothesis, a brainy goop who loves to create science experiments. While working with Sarcasta during science class, Bob Pothesis spilt hydrochloric acid on himself which sent him all the way to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, where he met a helpful seagull and a golden retriever who told him that he must get to the Exploratorium if he wanted to get back to Goop World. So after arriving at the Exploratorium with the help of his new friends, a little girl dropped him into a wind tunnel, which flew him all the way home, where he couldn't back to Goop World, where he couldn't wait to tell his friend Excusia all about his adventure, but she was being chased by a jaguar named Scardino in Peru. Keep listening to find out how she got there and what she needs to do to get home. Episode 111, Excusia and the Scarred Jaguar of the Manu National Park. Excusia was always so much fun to be around. She could make you laugh and giggle like a clown. Often, she only had one goal— and that was to make you with laughter roll. But too often she had an excuse that would make you lose your fuse. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a whimsical little goop girl named Excusia. She loved to sing and make rhymes and entertain the rest of the goops. One of her favorite activities was having tea parties in her treehouse. Excusia had a marvelous treehouse, 
built up in an oak tree in her backyard. The only way up to the treehouse was through a drop-down ladder. Excusia and Fixum were the only two goops who knew how to make the ladder drop down. One Saturday, Fixum had spent the entire day in Excusia's backyard helping her devise a secret way to make the ladder drop. The rope ladder was attached to a particular branch that hung right in front of the treehouse platform. Fixum helped her secure a little pulley to the ladder. Whenever Excusia wanted the ladder to drop, she walked behind the trunk of the large oak tree and found the secret release hidden beneath a branch. Once the release was pulled, the ladder unfolded from the sky and led right up to the treehouse. To witness this was to see an act of magic, and all of the goops coveted an invitation to one of Excusia's treehouse tea parties. The only part they didn't like about Excusia's parties was that when it came time to clean up, Excusia always had an excuse why she couldn't be there. She would hold up her little purse, half covering her face, and say something like, Oh, I just forgot. My mother doesn't know I'm up here in the treehouse, and she'll probably be looking for me since I've been gone for so long. Why don't you start cleaning up, and I'll go tell my mother where I am? Then Excusia would disappear just long enough for all of the dishes to be done before she reappeared. She does it every time, Exaspery would sigh whenever he was invited to a tea party. But he still went because he loved the treehouse tea parties so much. One very spectacular spring day, when the sun was sprinkling gold from the sky, Excusia decided to throw a last-minute treehouse tea party. First, she rang Impatienta and asked her to come over. Then, she quickly wrote out several invitations and rushed out the door over to Claimer's house. Claimer! Claimer! I have decided to throw a treehouse tea party today. I need you to deliver these invitations for me, please. And of course you are invited. I just don't have time to deliver the invitations. I need to prepare for my tea party, declared Excusia as she lifted up her purse to half cover her face. Claimer was quite amiable and agreeable, and he did love a treehouse tea party. So he said, Okay, give them to me and I will deliver them. No problem. Excusia handed over the invitations and raced away, singing out, See you soon, but not too soon. Otherwise, I will send you to the moon. Claimer chuckled and set out to deliver the invitations. Excusia then raced back to her own house, where Impatienta was impatiently waiting. I've been here for five minutes already. 
said Impatienta with a pout. I am so, so sorry. Oh, but you're starry. Could you be a dear so I don't take all year? I need your help to prepare so I can throw a party with flair. Hearing this little song immediately turned Impatienta's pout into a smile. And she asked, What can I do? Excusia dropped the treehouse ladder and said, Please go up to the treehouse and set up the tea set. I will be along shortly. Then Excusia skipped off to her kitchen where she found her mother and said, Mother, can you bring out some cookies and tea for a tea party? Of course, she held her purse up to her face as she made her request. Excusia, I think you can do that, replied her mother, who was wise to all of Excusia's tricks. Excusia sang back. Oh, mother dear, I do fear. I already have so much to do. Please help me so I am not blue. Excusia's mother burst out laughing. (laughs) Even though she had heard every excuse in the book, she was always charmed by Excusia, so she agreed. For the next half an hour, Excusia disappeared into her playroom to play with her wild animal figurines. While Claimer delivered her invitations, Impatienta set up the tea party in the treehouse, and her mother put together the food for the party. Excusia was lifting her jaguar figurine when she was interrupted by Claimer throwing open her playroom window and saying, Aha! I thought so! You are full of excuses! You could have delivered your invitations! But, but I couldn't because I had to... And before Excusia could blurt out her excuse, a gust of wind came in through the window and turned into a tiny tornado that sucked Excusia right up. And she disappeared as Claimer watched with bulging eyes. Chapter 2 Excusia was unable to move. She was spinning so quickly within the tornado. Everything was a blur, whizzing by her. Little by little, the tornado slowed down. And then, with no warning whatsoever, it just dropped her. Her feet sunk into a soft landing on a grassy, marshy field. It took several tries to pull them from the mud and then move herself onto firm ground. Thick, humid heat surrounded her and a bead of sweat dropped from her brow. My, it's hot, sighed Excusia. What sort of place is this? The sort of place where it's hot, night and day, said a little voice. Excusia looked all around and saw nothing but a nearby tree. Come out, come out, wherever you are, she sang out merrily. 
She heard a little laugh, and then the voice said, I am out. I'm right here. Excusia looked around and once again saw nothing close but a tree. I don't see you, she sang out. I'm right in front of you, said the little voice. Excusia stared at the tree in front of her. She saw nothing but the trunk of the tree. She knew the voice was coming from the tree trunk, but still, where was it? Then out of the corner of her eye, she saw the slightest movement. It looked like a little piece of the tree trunk was moving. All right, all right. I will reveal my secret to you. I feel I can trust you, said the voice. Then right before her eyes, Excusia watched as a very small bat flew from the tree and hovered in front of her. I was camouflaged. That is how I find my prey, said the bat. Then he flew back on the tree and disappeared into it. That's amazing. I have never seen anything like it. What a skill you have, said Excusia. It's what keeps me fed in this jungle. The insects never see me, and I have them for dinner, replied the bat. Jungle? asked Excusia. Why, yes. Jungle, rainforest. We are in Manu National Park of Peru. And it's a jungle out there, chuckled the bat. I'm foxy, by the way. Don't ask. Old family name, he continued. Excusia laughed and said, <laughs> Okay, I won't. So, we're in Peru. It's all so exotic here. It's beautiful. She sighed as she looked out over a body of water with the sun setting over it. Don't let the beauty fool you. You need to always be on the lookout, said Foxy. Excusia scrunched her face. Really? Uh, okay, for what? For what? For what, you ask? Come now. Surely you have heard of the Amazon before. My dear little creature, you are in the middle of a wild rainforest. What do you think you need to be watching out for? Said Foxy in an annoyed slash astonished tone. Excusia thought about all the time she never paid attention in Miss Wigglebutt's class. She had no idea what dangers may be lurking in the Amazon rainforest. She suddenly felt the need to make excuses. Looking slightly downwards and holding her little purse to half cover her face, she said, Um, I was very sick when my teacher taught us about the Amazon, so I'm not sure, but it, it isn't my fault. Foxy found her answer most peculiar. He laughed. Well, I will tell you what dangers lurk, 
because you are here. Let's see where to start. Snakes? Leeches? The green anaconda? And... Foxy hesitated for a moment and looked around. Then he said in a lowered voice, I think that's enough right there. Be aware. Excusia was a clever goop, and she immediately knew there was something that Foxy wasn't saying. What? What is it? She asked, half-whispering. What's what? Replied Foxy. What is it that you aren't telling me? There's something else, isn't there? Something else lurking in this jungle rainforest. Foxy hesitated again and then said, Yes, yes, there is. Well, tell me, what is it? said an increasingly alarmed Excusia. In the moment of silence that hung between them, there was a noise from the water. Right near the edge of the riverbank where Excusia was standing. Get over here now, hissed Foxy. Hey there. Did you know we're going to launch our first Goop Tales book very soon? I'm working hard behind the scenes with the printers. It keeps changing up, but it's going to be very exciting. And if you go to gooptales.com forward slash book, you can find out more and sign up on the list to be the first to be notified when it comes out. Chapter 3 Excusia didn't need to be told twice. She had just learned there was danger lurking everywhere in the rainforest. So far, Foxy hadn't tried to hurt her, so she decided to trust him, and she raced away from the river shore as fast as she could. She looked back and saw a massively thick snake rise his head from the water stare in her direction with open, gaping jaws, make a hideous sound, and then sink back into the water. Excusia had never been so terrified in her life. That's Basil, the anaconda, said Foxy. Just one of many dangers I warned you about. He could literally swallow you whole. I will say he doesn't like to meander up on land much, so stay away from the water, and you probably won't see too much of Basil, if you stay on land, that is. Excusia was horrified. She saw a lot of water around her, and she most certainly did not want to encounter Basil again. Letting out a deep breath, she said, Okay, okay, I will not be going in or near the water. Foxy sighed and then continued. What I was trying to tell you before, we were so abruptly interrupted by Basil, is that 
there is another very big danger up here on land. Excusia could feel every nerve prick up. She had barely been in Peru, and all she was hearing about was danger. What is it? She said angrily. I'm not trying to make you angry. I just felt I should warn you, replied Foxy. Excusia took in a deep breath and then said, I'm not angry. I'm scared. You're scaring me. I just arrived in Peru, and so far it seems so dangerous. Foxy thought about what Excusia said. She was right. There were so many fantastic and beautiful places in Peru and in Manu National Park. And all Foxy was telling her about were the dangers. Foxy was so used to living in the jungle and watching predators go after one another that it was just a way of life that he knew. He was always on high alert. He himself camouflaged so he could catch his prey. He thought it over and finally said, I have an idea. I am going to send you on one of the most spectacular tours of the Manu National Park. A tour full of beauty and fun. Then Foxy told Excusia how he was going to summon the glowing green sisters. There was a trio of metallic green moths that were known as the glowing green sisters. Foxy explained how normally he would eat moths, but he had formed a friendship with the glowing green sisters and he didn't like their metallic taste. They helped each other out and had surprisingly become allies. It always helps to have a couple of friends in the rainforest, he explained. I've summoned them and they'll be here. But before they get here, let me tell you about your tour. Foxy went on to tell Excusia that the glowing green sisters would guide her all through the park. She needed to listen to them and do exactly as they said because they could see everything that was going on in the rainforest. The glowing green sisters had many allies, so for the most part, Excusia would be safe. But there was one predator that she must be aware of. It was Scardino. Scardino was a very fast and very angry jaguar who lived in the park. He was called Scardino because he had a scar above his right eye. It was made by Basil. Scardino and Basil had gotten into a fight many years ago when Scardino had been down at the river drinking. Basil surprised him by lurching out of the water with his fangs bare. One of his fangs swept across Scardino's head, leaving a permanent scar but he was able to escape. Ever since that day, Scardino was filled with anger and wandered the rainforest alone. He wanted revenge on Basil, 
but wasn't willing to risk his life. Instead, he roamed the jungle hunting for prey. He wanted to prove to the rest of the animals that he was the king of the Manu National Park and not Basil. He felt the need to maintain a very fierce reputation, no matter what. I feel sure that if Scardino were to see you, he would hunt you. And I am quite sure that he can run faster than you, said Foxy. The glowing green moth sisters arrived just as Foxy finished telling Excusia about Scardino. They didn't make a peep, but communicated with Foxy by flapping their wings. Foxy instructed them to guide Excusia on a tour of the park and to keep her safe. Then he looked at Excusia and said, Off you go. Follow them. And Excusia disappeared into the jungle, following the three metallic green moths. Chapter 4 Excusia was so enchanted by the glowing green sisters that she shoved the treacherous thought of Scardino to the back of her mind. They came up with a sign language to communicate with Excusia. The trio would form themselves into certain patterns depending on what they wanted to tell her. When they flew in a triangle formation with one in front and the other two equally spaced behind, she was to follow them freely through the park. When they formed a circle, Excusia would take the time to stop and delight in the scenery around her. And when they formed a straight line, she was to immediately hide. Once Excusia understood the language of the glowing green moths, they all headed out into the rainforest. The sisters flew in a triangle shape as Excusia followed them through the grasslands and deep into the jungle. She heard the sound of tropical birds and looked up to see macaws. Staring at the brightly colored birds, Excusia waved her purse and said, Hello! They called back to her. Next, she came upon a mother and baby, Taper, who stood in the shallows of the winding river having a drink. Excusia delighted in watching them from afar, but didn't want to get too close as she thought of Basil. He could be lurking anywhere, and she felt safer further away from the river. The green glowing sisters continued to guide her throughout the rainforest, where she climbed up and over lush green plants. Some had leaves so large they created little canopies. Excusia thought how magical it would be to make a home here and become friends with all the animals. It was enchanting. The green glowing sisters slowed down and formed a circle. The sign to take a moment and enjoy 
what was in front of them. As Excusia pushed away a large leaf that hung in front of her, she came upon a clearing but saw nothing unusual. She circled around and still nothing. Then she watched as the green glowing sisters moved up in the direction of a tree branch and then she saw him. There was a smiling sloth hanging from high up in the tree. He looked right down at Excusia and smiled. Then he reached out one of his long sloth arms and motioned to her. Excusia burst out laughing she was so overcome with emotion. (laughs) Never had she been so close to such a charming animal. She had seen images of sloths before in books, but in person? They were mesmerizing, and Excusia couldn't take her eyes off him. She watched as the sloth expertly swung up over his branch and then went from branch to branch with his long, nimble arms until he landed on a branch that held a mother sloth hanging by her legs and arms with her stomach facing the sky, creating a hammock for her lazy, happy baby sloth. Excusia was captivated. As she stood staring at the sloths, the green glowing sisters formed a straight line above her. But Excusia didn't notice. What she did notice was that the sloths suddenly moved very quickly and disappeared into the tree. It all happened in the blink of an eye. And then Excusia heard it. A low growl. Her heart stopped. She knew it was Scardino. Ever so slowly, she turned around, and there, just across a clearing, was Scardino staring right at her. The green glowing sisters were now all clinging to a tree branch, watching the scene below. It was too late for Excusia to hide. Scardino had spotted her. He planted himself on a large log as if he were about to pounce and locked eyes with Excusia. Excusia knew there would be no hiding from this cat and she knew that she hadn't paid attention to the sign from the green glowing sisters. So she did what she always did. She made an excuse. She lifted up her little bag and half hid her face and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I didn't pay attention to you. She was addressing the green glowing sisters, but Scardino didn't know this. He thought she was speaking to him. Not one animal in the rainforest had ever said, I'm sorry to Scardino. In fact, they all fled from him, and rightfully so, as he would surely pounce on them and devour them for dinner. But this little creature before him was different. She had a certain charm to her. 
Excusia was very nervous, and she broke into one of her little songs. Scartino is magnificent and oh so regal, even more than an eagle. What a beautiful spotted coat. I'm sure that Barry Vane would take note. As she sang, her voice warbled, and she held her little bag up to her face. Much to his surprise, Scardino's heart melted. He was magnificent and regal, and he did have an incredible coat, but he had never been told that by anyone. He trained his yellow eyes on Excusia, and she was hypnotized. She could not breathe. She could not run. She could not look away. She was frozen in time. And then, Scardino blinked and broke the spell. Excusia blinked too, and when she opened her eyes, she was back in her bed in Goop World. She sat up and blinked her eyes a few more times. Surely it wasn't all a dream. She got out of bed and walked over to her window, where she spotted three metallic green moths. No, it wasn't a dream. It was real. And now it was time to go and tell Claimer all about the Manu National Park and Scardino. But Claimer was nowhere to be found. He was being chased by a puck in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that is today's story. What did you think? I hope you loved listening to it as much as I enjoyed writing and narrating it and taking a trip to Peru. Why don't you just leave me a voicemail at gooptales.com and let me know. I love hearing your little voices They are the sweetest thing and they make my day. So please leave me a voicemail message. And if you want to download the coloring page that goes with today's episode, Excusia and the Scar Jaguar of the Manu National Park, just visit gooptails.com forward slash episode 111. And on that same page, you can also download a coloring page that goes with today's stories and see today's story and see the real life photos where this story took place. And if you want to color and get creative, don't forget to tag us. Have a grown up tag us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Goop Tales. And now I want to thank Sophia, Charlie, Aubrey, Rory, Eleanor, Violet, Emma, Tristan, Gavin, and Shira for sending your really wonderful messages. I've listened to them all and I returned them all. So thanks for listening to Goop Tales. And here was the original message that inspired today's Goop Tale. I have a Goop name. Her name is Excusia. She gets sucked up into a tiny tornado and goes to the Amazon River in the Amazon rainforest and a sloth can help her and she gets chased by a jaguar 
His, the Jaguar's name is Scardino. Bye. I love your podcast.